Good morning, Church. I wonder how filled of the Holy Spirit you have been since last Sunday. Have you seen any difference? Maybe felt happier? Have more peace? Or maybe there's been no significant change? We must continue to be filled with His Holy Spirit for the work He has on earth for us to do. In the passage that we have read, Peter addresses the crowd with the other eleven standing by his side. I think the first point to make is that we are stronger united and weaker divided. During this time of coronavirus, I have observed a united church supporting each other through prayer and the odd treat. Peter wanted to explain to the doubting crowds what they had witnessed He urges them, as fellow Jews, to listen carefully. The men gathered thought that the disciples and those gathered in the upper room were drunk. Peter explains that they are not drunk, as it is only nine o'clock in the morning. Peter points out in verses 16 to 21, You are seeing the working out of what the prophet Joel spoke about. In verse 17, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. What does this mean, in the last days? The easiest way to understand it is like this. God promised in the Old Testament that he would send his only son. That would be the promised Messiah. In the New Testament, we see this realised in the birth of Jesus by a virgin as promised in the Old Testament. So from the time of Jesus coming as a baby and growing as a man, we have been living in the last days. God pours out his spirit in the upper room and pours out his spirit on us now. We are living in the same period of history, just a few years further on. In the next few verses, we see how the Spirit will be poured out. In verse, verses 19 to 21, the words of Joel's prophecy to what would happen on the cross, especially around the sun being turned to darkness. This is exactly what we saw when Jesus died on the cross and the earth became dark at three in the afternoon. In verse 21, we are told, if we believe, then salvation will be ours. Peter unpacks the ministry of Jesus further through the final verses, which is from verse 22 to 41. In verse 22, Peter makes sure they are listening by addressing them as men of Israel. What Peter is doing here is not only getting their attention, but telling them something of what they already know. Jesus came to fulfil the promise of God, to send a Messiah. Jesus performed miracles amongst them, but in verse 23 we read that Jesus was handed over to you, men of Israel, to be crucified. God's plan was also always this, is what would happen. And in verse 24 we see the death, that death could not hold him. On the third day he rose from the dead. Peter reminds the listeners of stuff they already knew in verses 23 to 34. Jesus comes from the line of David 
and those listening are being reminded of this. In verse 29, Peter says that David died and his tomb is in Jerusalem. What Peter is saying here is David was not the Messiah as death held him in the tomb and his coffin is there for you to see in Jerusalem to this very day. Jesus was David's descendant and it is he that went to the cross and it is and he is now at the right hand of the father in verse 34 and you have now witnessed the pouring out of the promised holy spirit in verse 36 there is a therefore this reminds the listeners to look back and see what it is therefore peter reminds the crowds that the one the jewish people were waiting for has come it is he that was crucified jesus was both lord and christ messiah the one that had been spoken about in the old testament in verse 37 peter has laid down the truths and the crowds are perplexed peter made them made them think and those in the crowd are pushed to make a decision whether to believe or reject all that Peter has said. The crowds ask the disciples for further guidance. What shall we do? Those in the crowd are in a good place, as their minds have been opened. Peter, in verse 38, tells them straight, that they should repent and be baptised. That means every one of you. None of you should be left out. If they were willing to go ahead and repent and be baptised, they too could have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just like they had witnessed from the upper room. The rest of verse 39 reminds them these things are for, for them, their children and all that are far off. Peter closes in verses 40 to 41 with the words of warning. But he pleaded them to save themselves from the corrupt world. Some heard and accepted, but others rejected. Those that accepted were baptised, and about 3,000 were added to the, to the number of the church that day. We are, told, we are not told how many people were in the crowd that day, but I would guess that 3,000 was a significant rate. A significant success rate, sorry. In conclusion, there are many people during this time of coronavirus seeking answers from the church. People have been attending online church services for prayer services and seeking hope. We are just like the apostles. We know the story. Many of us, if not all, have experienced salvation and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I wonder if God chose to add to our number and and they wanted to repent and be baptised. How would we cope? Are we ready for changes that are coming when we get back to this new normal? I pray that you may be filled with his Holy Spirit, that we may 
be used in the furtherance of his kingdom. Amen.